a Steve Mathis production. Check it out, Pulp MX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com. And when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support. episode of the Steve Mathis show there is a high chanceability you will either learn something a lot of people don't know you left thinking or make you say to yourself dude that's so funny the bottom line is this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview welcome to the racer x podcast show brought to you by btosports.com hosted by Steve Mathis Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Anaheim won. Wrap up. Finally, the new season has started. And as usual, as we did all last year, myself, Steve Mathis, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And You're not da- pumped up enough, Steve. It's round one. Come on, man. And David Pingree. Hello. Are going to cover the races the best way we can by discussing and breaking them down and talking about all the hot topics. So thank you, BTOsports.com, for coming on board again. Thank you, RacerX, for hosting these things. Let's get started. Ping, um, what do you think? Anaheim won. Well, um, you know, it's always exciting to be at the first round, but to me, the, the racing, especially in the premier class, was like a little bit of a letdown. Mm-hmm. I kind of went, oh, man, is RV going to do this all year? I mean, right. I, you know, I think like everybody, I was just hoping for good racing. I don't even care who wins. I just want to see some smashing going on. And <laughs> I think we're going to see it, but hey. you know, the, the opener was a little bit sleepy. Weege, uh, Ping is obviously one of those uh, Monster Truck fans that the Felt Entertainment <laughs> guys love so much. I just want to see some smashing going on. I don't mean crashing. And, yeah, it's been good racing. Just some no, I know. I'm just bugging you. Weege, uh um, you know, last night on the Pulp Show, we had uh, Brayton and Wyndham and Kenny going off. Wyndham didn't go off, but uh, said there was nothing good about the track. Um, Kenny was much more vocal about it. What do you think? Like, I, I stuck up for it in the fact that I liked it. Is it, it something different? It was unique. It had some turn. You know, these guys couldn't have hated this track anymore. Yeah, and when you look at it on the track map or even when you walked it, um, it looked for sure like it was going to be one of these impossible-to-pass on tracks. Any of the tracks that have the only turns where passes ever happen pretty much are 180s and and 90s to a degree. But even the 90-degree turns, there's only passing because, you know, maybe running the outside lets you jump a different rhythm. So this track had no rhythm lanes and any of those snaking S-turns. There's never, ever, ever passing in those sections. So I thought it would be a disaster just based on that. But I have to admit, they actually, the track had passing. I don't think it was really any worse than a regular Supercross track. You know, there were four or five spots right. where guys made moves. So, you know, if that's not the issue, I think at that point, 
then the guys are just mad over having to adapt. But to me, that's part of racing. I know if you put in four months of testing and you're on the bike, I'm sure it sucks to come into the first race and say, okay, everything we worked on doesn't even work for this, but <laughs> yeah. that's part of the deal. Right. I mean, that's just part. And here's the other problem. I'm sure it probably was tough for every team and rider to adapt to, but the right. way Villapoto rode, unfortunately for them, it's ruined that excuse. Even though it's probably legit, it, they just look stupid saying it now, even though they're probably right. You know, one of the things that Kenny and Wyndham agreed on was they, they you know, and sort of what you just said, Weege, they practice and test for months on a track that is one way, and that track couldn't have been any more different. Layout-wise, lane-wise, you know, there was no lanes, really. So, sort of what they were saying, too, but... I mean, Ping, traditionally, Anaheim's and Phoenix, they start off a little easier. This is a, this is a fact. Um, yeah. What do you think of the track? Well, I, I think that's exactly what they were going for is how can we kind of make this a basic track, nothing super technical or gnarly. You know, the whoops were like a joke. One of one set was literally just four little bumps. And the other set got so, you know, rutted out, and um, they were just flattened off, you know, halfway through the night. So... I think they're just trying to get, you know, they know everyone's a little tense and jittery and not got maybe their A game with them at A1. So they're trying to keep everybody safe. I, I see what they're trying to do. And this track was was definitely different. I can see as a rider where you just go, man, this sucks. Because yeah. you're, you're just used to that cookie-cutter layout, you know, and, and all of a sudden they throw something weird at you. But I don't know, half of me likes it just because, like, it was different. It did throw everybody off. Right. You know, and guys who wanted to pass, Go tell Eli Tomac there was no place to pass on that track. You know, or Braden for that matter, or Weimer. Those guys, they found ways. So yeah. it kind of shoots holes in that excuse that it was one-lined or, you know, yeah, it was weird and awkward and it didn't flow, but it was still a dirt bike track. Steve, did you hear people say in the end it was hard to pass on? I heard a lot of complaints, but I never actually heard anyone say that. Like, I think they would have loved to have, but it didn't didn't work out that way. It wasn't one line, I didn't think, and I didn't hear anybody actually say that. Did uh, Wyndham say that? Um, I don't know if Wyndham said that. JT said that. I think um, a few other guys said that, too. Jimmy Albertson might have said that. There was nowhere to go, get by. No, you know what? Jimmy Albertson said, said there was places to get yeah, by. Yeah, there were lines. Yeah. Um, it was like they everything they could bad they could say about it, they did, but they couldn't quite bring themselves to that. Because, like I said, uh, there were four or five spots, I thought, where you could – it wasn't much worse than a regular one. Right. I, I think they wanted to say that, Weeds, because I heard it a bunch in practice. But then mm-hmm. when you see, you know, when they when you come in and there's guys who made a bunch of passes, they can't use that excuse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, yeah. 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 Well, uh, the, enough about the track. We, we talked about it for a long time last night. Uh, Ryan Villapoto, um, you know, funny, Wagant, they talked about, the deepest field ever, the most competitive field ever, and this guy ju- just continued on his Monster Energy Cup or his his, um, his uh, Monster Energy Cup role. That's it. That's what I want to say. Um, he killed him like it wasn't even funny. Like yeah. I heard a few people say, well, "Oh, well, he got the he got the start." I don't care if he didn't get the st- I don't care if he got the start. He was winning anyways. Anywhere in the top five or six, that guy was winning. Yeah, because Reed started right with him, and he walked away from Reed, and it wasn't like anyone else was going faster than Reed. I mean, Reed got second. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't like Reed was holding up Dungey or Stewart or Brighton or anybody else. I mean, right. he had Reed covered, and Reed got second. So it wasn't like there was anybody else out there. So the only thing, the only glimmer of hope, I'd say, you know, I didn't hear any complaints from him about the track. It obviously <laughs> worked all right for him. But that's always the case when you win, right? But, right. you know, when we did the 
preseason show two weeks ago with JT, you know, he felt that the that don't, Monster don't Energy talk Cup too much about also was don't don't talk too much about that because Ping wasn't on that show. I know, I get very upset that he wasn't, right. wasn't available. But uh, JT, not Ping, pointed out that he thought the Monster Energy Cup track kind of worked for Villapoto's style. Right. You know, a little less technical, maybe a little more motocrossy, and I'd have to think that this track maybe had some of those same qualities. Yeah, now, that's a good point. Villapoto's defending Supercross champ. So it's not like he can't ride any other yeah. Supercross back also. But I would bet at least Reed and Stewart will tell themselves, once we have real whoops or once we have real rhythms, we'll get them. At least that's what they're going to think. And, and do, you, do you think that, Wygant? Is that, I mean, we're not going uh, to see, are we going to see this all year? I don't think it's going to be this, um, this non-competitive. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, yeah, you, you can't deny that it's gone from, like, pick them. How do you pick between these three or four guys to, yeah. He definitely knows the head of the field for sure. Maybe they will get closer, but I don't know. He's looking like tough to stop. What do you think, Ping? Yeah, I, exactly what we'd said. I mean, it's, last year it was like, you know, flip a coin. This year it's, well, if you're going to beat Ryan, you better get the start, and you better be magic that night. You know what I mean? It, he's the guy. He, he's got so much confidence right now. And, and, and them saying, you know, if the whoops were bigger or if it was more technical, that'd be, that's BS because RV goes through whoops as fast as anybody. You know, he's he's just on it right now. So I, I think those guys will, though. You know, if Ryan does start fifth or sixth and read hole shots or dungey hole shots or, or Stewart, you know, I mean, it's not going to be easy, especially if those guys are feeling good, liking the track, bikes working good or whatever. It's a good racing, you know, and that's, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better than what it was Saturday night. Yeah, it was, uh, man. Uh, I mean. Nothing ever happened, huh? I mean, well, at one point, you thought maybe with Stewie and Dungey or, you know, Dungey was catching Reed a little bit, but then it just. I don't know. I mean, when Reed fell and Dungey and Stu were right there, those three were going at it. It was pretty, I thought, pretty exciting. Going at it? You know. never a pass made. Mm-hmm. Was there? There might not have been a pass made, but it was exciting because they were all right there. And Reed, and, and kudos to Reed for pulling back out. Um, why again? I was going by the crowd. I mean, they definitely yeah. – there big, were four or five laps there where the crowd was going nuts because hey, they were close. And big crowd, too. And, big crowd. You know, and Dungy, you know, repassed Stewart, and they went nuts over that, and then Reed fell. I, I thought, you know, by lap 11, you're thinking this is going to be a snoozer. But I think those three ended up doing something, giving you something. Yeah. Um, it was big crowd. Big crowd. They were pretty excited. Um, hey, uh, Weege. Okay, so Dungey is in third. He crashes. Stewart passes him. Dungey gets back up and reels him back in and passes him again. Well, you're missing a part in between. Huh? You missed a part. You forgot the part where you turned to me and said, if Dungey catches and passes Stewart, oh. I'm going to go crazy. No, or something along no the I said if Dungey cashes and oh. passes Stewart, Stewart's going to retire right after the race. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to announce his retirement right there. Um, it was so bizarre because in the heat race, Stewart just ate him alive. Yes. Um, but then I watched it back on TV. Honestly, Dungey let him by in the heat race. He let him by. So well, there was, maybe yeah, there's something yeah. to that. There was no – there was the typical Ryan Dungey, I'm not – I'm not going to be aggressive here. I'm not. I could stick this in. I'm not going to. There's a few times that he did that, but I mean, is this? What are we seeing? 
Ping, what are we seeing with Wy- with uh, with Stewart? Not with Wygan. We know what we're seeing with him. Um, what are we seeing uh, with Stewart? I, mean, I think I think we're back to setup. You know, obviously this whole Pirelli Gate thing is showing that he and, and I was watching him practice and it looked like his bike was loose. And I kept I kept watching. Oh man, is everybody sliding around as much as he is? Because you know I'm watching him. He just keeps losing the back end and. Um, I think they go back and test North Carolina on this sticky, you know, Dumbo clay that's so tacky, mm-hmm. and they get it working great. And then they come out here, you know, it's a mud bog in practice. It gets really hard packed. Then they groom it at night. That moisture comes up, and it gets really slick. It gets hard slick. And where he crashed, he, he kept pushing the front end. He was so slow through that section. Every lap he would lose time to those guys because he had to just tiptoe through there. And then when he tried pushing it a little bit, that's when he pushed the front end and went into the hay bales. So I think they're still struggling with on that those type of conditions. Um, it sounds like he was happy when it was tacky. So maybe when we get to some of those rounds, which we're still you know five five rounds away from, you know, until we get right. to Atlanta or whatever. But um, I don't know. I think you might still see them struggling with setup here for the next few weeks. I'm glad they ditched the the. I didn't hear the words "fastest man in the world" or whatever it is. I didn't hear those words from Ralph or from this from the stadium announcer guy or anybody. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a long time. I think before that one comes back, if ever. Uh, I wonder if the cow is sick. In a row. Did you guys get that tweet? What? Crasher win the cow. Uh, call him the cow. Oh. Checkers or wreckers? Not. Not not only did I get that tweet, I got an email from uh, a dirt tracker guy that emails me quite a bit named Tyler, who says that a dirt tracker guy made that up and you retweeted it, Ping. That's not the case. It's not. No. A dirt tracker? Yep. Oh, Ping, you're all about the dirt track scene. Um, yeah, I really follow the dirt track. Well, this guy's late. claiming that if it ever gets brought up, Mathis, if, if the cow ever gets brought up on the show, on the podcast, in... In a column, you must give this dirt, – dirt track people are very, very sensitive. They really want, you know, attention because, you know, nobody normally pays attention to those guys. And, and they're gnarly. Those guys are good. And they're skilled and all that. Um, but he wanted to make sure that the world knew that the dirt tracker guy made that up and you retweeted it. Uh, no, that's not the case. Okay. But all okay. right. Okay. He can have it. I don't really care. I just thought it was um, funny and fitting. So, so, okay, so he goes out ping. He goes out in the first practice with a Bridgestone front tire. And a Pirelli rear. Second practice is Pirelli front and back. Third practice is Dunlop rear, Pirelli front, and he sets the fastest time by over a second. And in the night show, he runs Pirelli's only. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Uh, what do you? I mean, is this what if what you saw in the in the main was it tire related? What I mean, What did he run in the pit press day? Do we know? Was it Pirelli's all around? Yeah, I would think yeah, on press day. All around on press day. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, my, my only my only thoughts are he must have really been feeling something that day. Like, man, something doesn't feel good. I'm, I'm, you know, it's pushing here. It's doing this. It's doing that. Probably the front, if that's where they started, was with the Bridgestone front, and he was probably saying, man, I can't get the front to grab or do what I want. So, you know, those. I'm I'm surprised that Pirelli allowed them to do that. Me too. Usually when you have a, a tire deal, you can't just. Be like, hey, we don't, we're not feeling good about your tires. We're going to run something else right now. It usually doesn't fly, but right. well, they're still. I mean, that's uh, obvious that they're still searching for some setup. What do you and think? Some feel that he wants, or that he had earlier, or whatever it is. Weege, what do you think? 
You know the JDR guys well, and you've talked to them a little bit about this. Well, yeah, I did my uh, deep dive because they had um, chicken and uh, some salad yesterday over at the shop, so I had to go over there. And um, I actually, because this is a new frontier now. You know, when I was hanging out there last year, it was Millsaps and Brayton. Whatever they got, they got. But I was like, I texted J-Bone in the morning. I'm like, Stewart got sixth. Our journalist allowed to stop by the shop today. Is it okay? And they said yes. So, um, anyway, their take on this tire thing is, and, I mean, if you're Dunlop, maybe you don't believe it, but I, I think it sounds believable. They were struggling with setup, and they weren't sure – is it because we're, you know, him, new bike, new team? Is it because the track is weird? Or is it the tires? There's so many variables here. So J-Bone decided, hey, we could struggle with this tire thing for weeks, months, or the whole season, or we could just figure it out right now. Let's put a Dunlop on and see if that's the difference maker. If it is the difference maker, we got a real problem here. The Prellies aren't good enough. But maybe that's not the problem. Maybe it's just slick, or maybe our, the rest of the bike is off. Right. So they claim. I think that. They, go ahead. Sorry, Leach. Well, they claim that after, even though he did set the fastest time in that session, Stewart said that the tire really wasn't any better. Uh, maybe it was a little bit better, but it wasn't a disaster like, oh my God, this Dunlop is so much better. And they were like, okay, good. And then they gave it back to Dunlop, and they voluntarily were going to run Prellies that night because they found out that wasn't the big difference maker. That's what they say. The story makes sense. But then again, the last thing you're ever going to say is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think Dunlop was going to let them keep that tire anyway, so they might as well say they gave it back. No, the, you know, they were the mechanic was backed into the corner in the in the staging area because he didn't want anybody to see the tire. But yeah. these guys are, are I've paying you and I have been down uh, thousands of starting lines in Supercross. There's tire guys everywhere. There's handlebar guys. I mean, people are checking out everybody else's shit. There's zero <laughs> chance of getting away with that. Zero. Um, and for James to set the fastest time and say it's not the tire. While I admire the honesty, I don't believe yeah. it. I don't buy it. Um, well, they I, won the heat, and they were thinking, okay, we're good now. Right, now right. we can say we were fastest in practice, but we won the heat in the Pirelli. And now if we can just do well in the main, but then that fell apart. So I, then they knew, uh-oh, now it's really going to look bad. <laughs> I, do admire, I do admire the JGR guys, I mean, and the Pirelli, because let's face it, none of this happened under, you know, with Pirelli not knowing. I admire the JGR guys in the Pirelli saying, hey, Let's try it. Maybe we're off. Maybe, you know, let's make James happy. You know, because a lot of times teams will be like, hey, F you to the rider. You know, we can't do that. And then every, that sort of, that's a toxic relationship, and that's the beginning of, you know, a lot of uh, hard feelings. Instead, Pirelli swallowed their ego. JGR, same thing. And they said, all right, let's try it. I admire that as a mechanic on the team that sometimes couldn't use the best stuff. That's, that's cool to see. But it's, it's, a, it's a whole can of worms for sure. Well, I think, to me, the, the big problem that they had <clears throat> boils down to geography. I mean, you tell me a track on the East Coast, anywhere in there where they live in the Southeast, that has dirt like Anaheim. Whether you go to North Carolina or down to James or Georgia, it's the same tacky dirt. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like out here where it's just slick, and if you put water on it, it's good for about 30 minutes, and then it, it went from muddy, tacky to dry slick in, in that little 30-minute window. So... Not to be able to come out here and do more testing, I think that's a mistake for them, especially, you know, when you're, you know, you're going to come to the opener and struggle. Um, that's my opinion. I think, when, I think when it moves back east, they're going to be better prepared. He's going to look a lot better on that bike because that's, that's what they've been testing on. Yeah. They are testing. It's weird. Like this week now, they're testing with Pirelli at the Yamaha track, which just it totally begs the question, why now? 
No. Why didn't you yeah. do this a month ago? No. Doesn't it not I mean, totally beg that question? Listen, again, JGR guys, they're my buddies, and we're, I'm tight with them, and I like them, but that's a huge, huge mistake. There's no... There's no, and, and it's not like I'm the only guy that knows this. There's no dirt like California slick, hard pack, ping, you know that. There's nothing. And, and that's, that's a mistake for sure. Um, they did most of their testing at, or just about all of it at, at Stewart's house. And I, I think they were kind of letting it, you know, if, if hey, he's the big guy. Yeah, he yeah, thinks yeah, this, yeah, yeah. All right. That's what we do. But, man, I'm sure they probably wishing they could have a little do over there. Yeah, I can't believe it. Okay, well, um, so – predictions right now i mean we do this all year and we all sometimes we all look dumb sometimes we all look smart but i think the listeners like this kind of stuff i mean ping is this the new james stewart or was this just this was just you know a weird thing are we is he just another guy and getting gonna get passed by ryan dungy when dungy falls and and dungy's on it and passes him back or i mean no, what's going on? I, what I think i mean uh, i think i know there's a lot of people saying oh he's just another guy now whatever James Stewart is still very, very amazing on a motorcycle. And when he gets to where to a track where he's comfortable and the bike's working, he's going to go gonna go much faster than he did Saturday night. I think he was trying to make the best of what his bike would let him do. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see him struggling. Um, like there was that section <clears throat> where he crashed. You know, he landed up the triple, you go right, there's a little double triple, and then a right section where they went up onto a tabletop, and he just he couldn't get the bike to plant. He had to roll through that turn so mm-hmm. slow. He would lose three or four bike lengths every lap. So I think he was just trying to make the best of the situation, get the as most points he could, which is the smart thing to do. If, if you realize you don't have the bike or, or you're not on it that day to win, take right. what you can get. You know, don't don't blow it. And um, I think when he got pressured a little bit, he, he tried to um, push a little harder, and it cost him. What do you think, Weege? But That's six isn't six is the more. end of the world either, you know? I mean, yeah. That's that's pretty impressive on Pink's part because that's exactly exactly what they said <laughs> happened. He knew it wasn't going to work, so he's like, "I'll just take fourth. And then you know, Dungey or Reed fell toward the end, and then he's like, "Shoot, these other guys are right in front of me. I might as well go for it." And then he crashed. So Ping, well done. Um, and they did say, as Ping dead on with this one, uh, Jay Bone even told me this morning. He goes, "I know all the controversy about is about us using that Dunlop rear tire, but we the bigger problem we've had is with the front." Um, so yeah, dang. no, that, 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 the fronts are more important when it comes to these guys and supercross and braking and in California and all that for sure. I, I just can't believe they didn't come out here for a couple of days and test <sighs> their setup on a hard packed California track. You know, knowing that's exactly what they're going to race on it. That's surprising to me. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And maybe they did, or, or did they? I mean, I, I no, they didn't. Seems like they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. No, they did. They did all their. Pretty much all they're testing at James' house. Right. Um, and I guess, you know, their assumption on that part is, well, he's been through this drill at his level mm-hmm. for whatever, yeah. eight years now or ten years now. So I guess if he thinks Florida gets the job done. But Stewart did ride in California at some point and all his other teams, didn't he? There's no way. No way it was 100% Florida. I don't know. <sighs> that can't be. No, because Brooks be had his own track up there, like a lot of tracks. So I know they rode there. Right, and you think in his Cowie days he didn't go to California for a little while? There's just no way. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though, on the Stewart and its setup and all that, and I, I agree. Like, I think it's just the jury's still out. There's, it's really impossible to tell because the track was not – you know, I talked to their suspension guy, and he said, you know, all the things that we had worked on, you know, it's all about rhythm lanes and supercross, and 
you want a bike to be just so stiff and rigid for that, almost like a BMX bike, to get those downsides and get those transitions right. And he said, you know, that track didn't have any of that. It had uh, There weren't any transitions between jumps. It just didn't have rhythm lanes. So, and, and it's true that track was different than all, but what is this, the third, fourth year in a row that the early rounds of the year we end up talking about James Stewart and set up being off? Yeah. And yeah. it even goes back to before this current generation Yamaha. I mean, Anaheim 109, he had that big crash with Reed, but that was the talk, the first four or five rounds. The yeah. bike was way off. Groundhog day all over, you're right. Same um, thing every year. So that's got to be a little scary. Uh, moving on, uh, Ryan Dungey's KTM. What do you think, Wygant? What do you think of his <laughs> Ryan? I mean, really, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Kind of look the same guy and the same bike, well, and, you know? Yeah, all the stuff we're saying about, you know, Stewart and JGR, but seriously, there are more isn't wouldn't you say the Dungey situation is a bigger change? Yeah, absolutely. Then, but exactly the same. So how did the race end? With Chad Reed showing him the high Ryan butt patch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if that'll ever happen? Scenario. Man, he should do it. He just haunts him. He just and and, <laughs> and so with the new bike and the new change and all the questions and you know, he's still the same rider where he's great and awesome, but he just seems to not – he just doesn't want to put himself in that position where if he makes an aggressive move down the road, someone's going to make an aggressive move on him. You know what I mean? He really stays clear out of that stuff. And even and even Carmichael mentioned it on the TV telecast, um, you know, that he, he just doesn't want to get involved in that. And I thought he could have perhaps stuck it in there a little bit at times. But I don't know. I'm saying if he gets third in the first race in that KTM and rides right. as well, I'm giving him a free pass and everything else. That's right. that's damn impressive. Like I can't believe that they got that thing. I mean, really, the whole thing we were saying is there's no way, there's no way right off the bat that he'll be right where he was. Right? Yeah. Wasn't that kind of the, yeah. the thinking? Well, he pretty much was. Yeah. So I, I say their uh, criticisms out of reach right. at least for the first race. Darn, yeah. that was good. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what, you can, if you go watch that bike, uh, he could carve inside lines and stay just a little tighter than, than anyone else out there. It, it was really, looked like the thing was working to me in the turns. Uh, and I know that's something he liked about the Suzuki was just how, how much front end grip he got, how he could plant that thing and turn it wherever he wanted. And they've got that, that bike of his now, it looks like it's working just, just as well. And, you know, he made passes when he needed to. Like, he got around James. You think that's easy? I mean, I know he's not super aggressive guy, slam it in there and hope it works. That's not his style, but, you know, I'll yeah. just say it again. Without his derailed chain last year, he might have been your and, champion, you know? And just like that, KTM's 30-year podiumless streak uh, in the big bike Supercross class is over. <laughs> First race out. So, um I like the way that bike looks, too. Just cosmetically looking, to me, that bike, I think that's the nicest looking bike in the pits. Pretty. Yeah, and I think we said that about them last year, too. Yeah, yeah I like them. Uh, big but I'm, I'm partial to orange because generally and Duke's Hazard and all that, so I'm biased. Right, right. Um, a couple guys who rode well, although uh, uh, um, Brayton admitted on the show last night he, had, he got some breaks with a couple of people falling right in front of him, Tedesco and Stewart. But uh, regardless, Brayton and Weimer, fourth and fifth. Who saw that coming? Uh, I, I thought Brayton would be up there. I hadn't seen Weimer at all, but I, I knew right. Brayton would be up in the top five. Yeah. I think he'll do that consistently all year. He's been riding amazing. Both of those guys I thought rode pretty good. And, you know, like I said, they, they benefited from some crashes, but that, that's the way it works. That's the, that's the, that's the, 
that's the object. Um, Andrew Short was good. Led a heat for a while. Said he tightened up in the main event um, a little bit, but uh, looks better on the Honda than he ever did on the KTM. That's for sure. Huh, Wygant? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's, uh, the Brayton thing, kind of maybe we're expecting him to be, but uh, Weimer, um, who did I predict would be the one who maybe had the kind of disappointing Supercross season? I think I said Weimer. I think Sorry you about said Weimer, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was who I picked. Um, but here's the thing, that field is so deep that at one point Weimer was riding really well. He had an off-track excursion early. He was riding really well, came through, and uh, I'm like, man, he must have moved up pretty far, only a couple of good guys in front of him, and then I looked and he was in 11th. You know, when you have guys like Wyndham right in front of you, you're not figuring you're in 11th place. Yeah, yeah. That's how deep that field is. But they were all so close. I'm like, man, he's going pretty fast. I could see him getting sixth. Um, cause there were five guys in front of him, and then it was a fifth when Stewart went down. So, you know, I think you're going to see that whole pack, the, them trying to establish who's the man out of that group, right. kind of the same way Villapota did in the front group. And I'd say – it's not just in the results column, but I think Brayton and Weimer, they fought for it. They didn't start in front of those guys. They just made it happen. Yeah, and Brayton, too, going to the LCQ, crashing hard in his uh, heat race, damaging up uh, his chin and all that. So, that, I mean. Yeah. It seemed um, the lap times were, were long because of the way that track was. I know that's right. what everybody wanted. And, man, I wanted to make fun of that so bad because the fans have the obsession over having longer laps. And I was all prepared to send out a tweet on lap 17 when the race, I assume, would be boring and say, well, good news, everybody. We're going to get about 30 more seconds of this riveting action because he got what you wanted, <laughs> a crappy track that would create one-minute lap time. Right. But I thought the race was okay. And did it not see – for example, Brayton and Short were just all over each other, seven or eight laps. It seemed like a battle of endurance after a while. That track had, like, no rhythm. The laps were very long. First race of the year, and I know that – you know, you train all you want, but it's a little bit different when you're in a race situation. I mean, it seemed like dudes were battling to exhaustion. That's what it looked like to me. Well, uh, Ping, you've been out there. Did it, did it seem like that? Like guys were getting tired? Yeah, Ping, and before you answer, too, uh, Wyndham confirmed that, and, and Brayton did on the uh, on the Pulp Show last night. And they said, I mean, because there was nothing tough about the track, like um, physically tough, but Wyndham said that maybe it was the the constant um, moving of your bike. and, and maybe, Or maybe JT said that, but... The, the, you know, you were going slow and fast and rolling and braking, and both guys said that for whatever reason they battled arm pump. Uh, what do you think, Ping? Well, the biggest thing I, I would have imagined is, is just breathing. You know, a big part of it, getting having a track that flows good is, is finding breathing points and being able to kind of relax and catch breaths in between jumps or, you know, wherever your spots are. And that track just didn't have any flow, and I feel like I could almost – feel the guys like kind of tensed and not breathing, kind of taking short, choppy little breaths, and you're already stressed out about the opener anyway and riding tight. So, you know, I found that happening to me a lot when I race was just the opener. You're just so – you go back to like it's November all over, you know, and you're just starting to ride super crossing, and you're just tight and you're not breathing and not relaxed, and that'll zap you in a hurry. So, yeah, especially the guys who were locked in a battle where they, they couldn't – relax and kind of settle in you know what i mean they had to keep pushing um yeah that was just a battle of the wills then those last five to eight laps i would guess hey guys thanks for listening to these podcasts they wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for btosports.com as well as the other advertisers so i appreciate if you just listen to this deal with it order some stuff from bto and then we'll get right back to the show thanks 
Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bicar body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped in anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. What happened to Brett Metcalf? What happened? What was up with that? That's not the Brett Metcalf we know and love, right? He was last in both of the practice sessions, 16 out of 16, both. What's Got going on? in the main, but I think that was almost um, that almost you know, Sometimes the results you ride better than the results show. Yeah. I think it was almost the opposite with him. All right. Yeah, uh, Tickle and Chisholm got Weimered, and uh, you know Weimer went off the track, rode alongside of it, entered back in without really looking, and pulled right in front of Tickle. Tickle nailed him, and it went down, and the Chisholm nailed Tickle. Uh, uh, you know, and, they, and those two guys maybe would have beat Metcalf, but they both were picking their bike up, um, not even due to their own fault. Uh, of course, Weimer didn't do it intentionally, but um, uh, yeah, Brett Metcalf really surprised me. I mean, that guy's just solid, anyways, you know. But something was up. Maybe he was sick. Maybe I don't know. What, what was going yeah. on? Yeah. Hey, Michael Essie looked good. Um, I was one of the doubters, and certainly he went backwards a little bit, but. Uh, I think he rolled pretty good, Ping. What do you think? I think for Michael Lessie, you couldn't be too bummed out. Right. Um, especially like that heat race. That was that was impressive. Um, yeah, for him, great great start to the season. And, boy, considering all of the stuff that went on preseason and his dad now running this team or whatever, I think it was a, a good opening weekend for them. He uh, He won the nicest looking gear award. That's for sure. That's for sure. Stuff was pretty easy to spot, huh? I mean, from the top yeah. of the stands, you look down and you're like, ooh, whose gear is that? What is that? I mean, it stood yeah. out. Yeah, it was the badass, most badass gear of the night. Hands down, unanimous? Yeah. Yeah, I think this so. This is not even, this is beyond arguing. Yeah, saying. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I didn't realize. Um, I mean, do you have another, somebody you'd like to throw in there? No, I mean, how could I argue? I mean, you've already said that it's, you know, he won it. It's already yeah. done, huh? Yeah. yeah. No, they gave him the oh, award okay. and everything. Um, I didn't. I I didn't have a vote. I guess I didn't know. Oh yeah, you're you're a JT hater. It doesn't count for you. I probably shouldn't be allowed. It'd be like getting on jury duty. I come in with a, the, right. you know, pre predisposition we'd, or something. We what happened to the newer, lighter Davy Millsaps? I was kind of expecting big things here. <laughs> well, according to yeah, Ralph, 16. according to Ralph, he lost eighty pounds. <laughs> no, the number keeps getting taller. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's already lost 15, and it went to, like, 25. Somewhere uh, I read 40. Yeah. I'm like, what, did he cut a leg off? Like, what happened here? 
<laughs> they think I, I um, the JGR trainer thinks that he might be forty pounds lighter than he was like the day he got back on a bike for the first time, like after his kidney problem, which would have been almost two years ago, to today. Like, because they said it was like 20 pounds lighter once he started riding again, and then maybe he's taken off another 10 or 15 pounds, like from this year, this time, this year to this time last year. That makes sense. So they're thinking maybe it was 40 pounds from, say, September 2010 till now. But it was not 40 you know, pounds I'm, one off season. Coincidentally, I am just over 150 pounds heavier than I was in 1975, which is interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. We need to break that down very, very, very strangely. Um, um, yeah, but um, wait or not, he got 16th. He was not good. He wasn't. Well, he wasn't good. Yeah. He did do better than last year, which was his goal, right? Didn't he get 18th last year? Oh, at the opener. Well. All right, I'm pretty sure Jayvon said that was his uh, goal to beat his finish last year. They were joking about it. Of course, he almost didn't. Of course, Kenny uh, was trumpeting Hanson last night on the Pulp Mech show. Um, he's very happy with his ride. Same with Ivan Tedesco. I said to Kenny that I thought Hanny rode solid, rode well. He wasn't impressive. He was just steady and took advantage of what happened. You know, and for Hanny, a lot of times people you know get mesmerized and say he has the speed. He has the speed. I think that's what we're just going to see. I mean, I'm glad he didn't, like Kenny said, you know, I'm just glad he didn't pull off when he was dead last. <laughs> so uh, that's where we're at with that deal. But, I mean, hey, kudos to him, 10th place. Um, he rode solid, too, the whole race. Like I said, he didn't look, he got that tired. He just kept it within his limits and ended up with a 10th, which is which is good. You know, you didn't see, watching him, though, you didn't see the Hanson. no. Of last year, like, and, and and I don't just mean in the lights class, like at X Games the last couple of years, he'd get on a 450 and he was just, he was on it. And that is not the Josh Hansen that was there Saturday night. It was, he yeah. was kind of subdued and he was smooth. You know, he's naturally talented, but yeah, you can kind of tell all day he wasn't going to set the world on fire, huh? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, um, but, I mean, he was sick too, I guess, so. Mm. Um, and Kenny oh, sees and Kenny sees nothing wrong with his interview skills. That's fine. There's no issues with that. Um, well, team H and H is probably good. Uh, Ivan Tedesco fast hit the ground, much like Anaheim won last year. Yeah, dude, yeah you really. can only take so many of those. Yeah, yeah. Before they end up catching up with you, Josh Grant had a right. rough. Speaking of the best looking gear, I think the worst looking gear is uh, it was either Teddy Maris Scott stuff or. <laughs> Josh Grant's alias gear didn't. I like the alias stuff on the Geico guys. Looks good, but Josh Grant's motif. From, from where I was sitting, it just looked like a white painter's suit. Right? Yeah. I don't I'm know. waiting for him to bust out the Sherwin Williams and paint the uh, yeah. foul post or something. <laughs> uh, and 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 Grant had a rough A one, but I mean, uh, we. You think you said this in our show last week? He's just coming back, so he's not. Where he needs to yeah, be. Yeah, he was happy to just be able to to race, yeah. and then also to get up from those crashes, I guess, and still not be hurt. That was pretty good. Yeah. He was wiped out, you know, two turns into the race. He went down on the whoops, I think, the first whoop section. So he was quarter of a lap behind, you know, before the first lap even ended. Um, um so that wasn't that wasn't good. Um, it is weird though that the Elias gear did look good on the Geico guys, and it looked a little rough on him. But I did find out now if Millsaps could just hook up with them. Skip Norfolk, who works for the Elias Gear line now, said that the logos on those pants are 
are just sublimated right in. They're not even patches. Yeah. The pants are one pound lighter than the other riding pants. Other riding pants. Oh my gosh, we're up to 40, 41 pounds lighter on the motorcycle <laughs> than he was. We could get like no a half a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, Man. and we could really do something. Um, yeah. uh, Ping, did you see them putting up a pole up in that corner? <laughs> I didn't, but I, I heard you write something about before, it. Or saw you write something. About yeah, it. before the finish, that that little <laughs> off-camera thing. Um, figured you'd be well, out good. there. I figured you'd be out there helping them dig it, measure it. Okay, guys, what we need to do. Here, I mean, I didn't see anybody cutting the corner. We, I don't know, maybe you did. I didn't think no, it called I for a I don't pole, know why they put it up. I didn't see any need for it. Right, but they, they put the pole up, and I immediately thought of uh, strippers and David Pinker. Yeah, well, that's weird, but that wasn't really the type of jump in the corner where cutting it was going to gain you time. If you jumped across the hay bales, you are going to land on the face of the finish line. Right, so right. I think they were doing that more to make sure someone didn't do that for like a last, last lap takeout right. move. Yeah. Yeah, no, it could be. And uh, speaking of takeout moves, Ivan Tedesco and Michael Alessi had words after the race. Tedesco not too pumped on Michael Alessi slamming him. So he he went over, had words with Mike. Mike said he overjumped it and missed his break, and he apologized. Then Ivan went back, watched the film, realized none of that was true, went back over again, <laughs> and was tapping Tony on the shoulder because Tony was talking to somebody. Mike was nowhere to be found. And then Tony said, don't hit me, man. I can press charges. Don't hit me. And Ivan's like, I'm not hitting you. I'm just tapping you on the shoulder to tell you that your kid's full of crap. I watched the video. There was no missed break at all. He slammed me and, you know, whatever. So just something to keep an eye on, I think. Well, it's not like those two have ever had an issue before. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, wait. Two fifty, two fifty. Anything else? Four fifties. Anything? Uh, Nick Way didn't qualify. We all said there'd be some guys that, some heavy hitters that didn't make it, and, and it was Nick and his vest did not make it. Oh, and his vest and his pickles. Oh, poor Nick yeah. Way. Wow. Hey, uh, uh, the only other thing, Tommy Hahn had a rough night, but um, I'm anxious to see what he does the next few rounds. And he was telling me his bike. He bought that whole thing from the Geico team. I mean, it's their their engine, their setup, everything. And he said it's the best four fifty he's ever ridden. So I was that was that was cool to hear that he's not like yeah it's stock or it's this or that he's pumped on his bike yeah so you know made the main event which is a, not a small feat in itself but I think he might have some better finishes I, ahead of him I think you're going to see Tommy Hahn based on what I what we talked about last night on the show I think you'll see Tommy Hahn perhaps on H and H Kawasaki perhaps filling in for Josh Hill in the coming weeks. Mm. Yeah, Hill could have some damage. Oh, so. what about Hill? I man, I got sick to my stomach when he pulled off with his foot yeah. dangling. I'm like, oh yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. What happened? What's the word? Uh, they don't know yet, but this it's definitely something serious. You know, part of the problem with Josh is that he's sort of numb down there, and so he doesn't really know how much the pain is. You know what I mean? They got to yeah. really search his foot and leg area to make sure it's good because he can't monitor. Hey, that hurts. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't sound good, judging by his ace team manager, uh, Kenneth Kenneth Watson. So I talked um, to Doc G after the race. Yeah, um, I was surprised that your 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 buddy there, Kenny, actually told me to go talk to him. And I'm like, doctors aren't supposed to talk to the media. This is like some HIPAA law violation. Hey, let's go. Let, let's hey, let's let's go easy on the doctor. Okay, he's a chiropractor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so I no mean, HIPAA just, law violation. This is like Doctor J is a doctor. <laughs> this isn't Doctor Pepper. This isn't George Clooney in in the ER. Okay, he's not. <laughs> You know, I mean, I like Doc G. He's a good guy, but let's just back it off on that. 
No, but my point is, like, when you talk to any trainer or a guy like that, like, their number one goal is to say nothing's wrong ever. Right, yeah, right, right. You know, like, they're the last guys Dr. that are going to give you the... Hey, hey, yeah, pretty good. Hey, media guy, let, let me tell you exactly what's happening right now. Right. That's the last thing they want to do. But he actually, he said the problem is that he has such limited range of motion, but however he twisted the leg in the crash, he pretty much got all that range of motion back in one fell swoop, which is not good. And, right. yeah, they, they, that's it. They can't really tell more. There's no, nothing broken, but because he can't feel what's wrong, um, I got a problem. But, man, is that not the worst-case scenario? Like, that's the first race. Uh. Oh, Dr. J. He's a doctor of basketball. <laughs> He's a doctor of dunks. <laughs> uh, what other doctors are there? Um, Dr. Dre. He's a doctor of beats. Dr. Dre. Yeah. yeah. Doug Dubach. Oh, yeah, the doctor. Yeah. Dr. D. Now, we love Dr. Dr. D. Shots. But there's no way after talking to him you'd ever come away thinking, oh, that, guy, that guy could save my life. Um... um Okay. Uh, yeah. So continuing on, there's going to be some guys that are going to miss main events. Some some pretty good guys. Hey, Ping, uh, Ryan Morris. What'd you think? You know what? I, I didn't. You know, I, like everybody else, I was kind of watching the race at the front and the, the main guys. So I didn't really get to watch him ride too much. Mm-hmm. But to me, the fact is, in the main event, I thought it was impressive. You know, there was guys who yeah. I was thinking were maybe on the bubble. Chris Blows. Like, man, I hope he makes it, but. I don't know, it's stacked. You know, when he got in, that's great for him. Glad to see Albertson in there. Just making that main event, I'm not kidding you, that's a big deal. So kudos to all those guys who, who got in. You know, there's well, definitely some good guys left watching in the stands. Close and Albertson, uh, class of Troy Lee, um, 2000 and whatever. Nine, yeah. Um, uh, 250F I was class. I mentioned um, Partridge. We, I know you were saying the same thing, Mathis. He didn't end up making the main because he fell in the LCQ, but he was in position to do it. But he looked way better than he has, I mean, over uh, previous yeah. years. I mean, he didn't make the main, yeah. but I think it was riding a lot better. No, he's going to be he's gonna be a main event guy or, or, you know, or a bubble guy every week. Like, he'll be one of the guys that's yeah. battling for it, no doubt. Um, 250F class. Ping, you uh, – Light. Light's class. No, no. Light. Uh, Ping, me me last week. Cole Sealy? Really? Can he win? <laughs> you. Yeah. He can. He's good. Me. Uh, a championship? You. Yeah. Yeah, he's fast. Here we go. Yeah. Smash cut to us right now. Uh, Cole Seeley, <laughs> not, only, um, not only winning, but passing Dean Wilson, passing Tyler Rattray, leaving no doubt that he was the best guy on the night. Killed it. Yeah, that, that was the part that to me was I was excited for him because the two races he won last year, he whole shot at them both, you know, and and it's way easier to hole shot and sort of gap, get a little gap and ride your own race. But he passed, aside from Tomac, who's on the ground, he passed every major player on that race who was expected to win and, you know, convincingly won that race. So happy for Cole. I mean, yeah. I, you could see it coming watching him the last four or six weeks. He just looked on it. Wouldn't it be and something? It showed. Sorry. So wouldn't it be something if he won the title, beating the powerful Geico and Pro Circuit teams? Well, to me, I don't know, and, and you know, I'm a little biased because I've I've got some connection to that team. But it's I just think it's great to see anyone else aside aside from those two teams winning. You know, right, right. I know they're you know they've been established the longest, and you know they got all these wins and whatever titles. But uh, it just kind of gets old, you know. Not that I have anything against any of the pro circuit riders, but it's just nice to see someone else win. And, all right. 
someone aside from the Geico and Pro um, Circuit juggernauts getting think, in there and mixing it up. So I think the real uh, the real question, Wygant, is uh, what did the agent think? Oh boy! Oh, I Got mean some stories. Are you surprised? Surprised? <laughs> some... First, we were tracking Super Agent Brian Segrist during the Thursday press conference, where he was all over Eric Kehoe, probably <laughs> telling him how Muscle Milk is such a lame outside sponsor for the team and how much better he could have done. Yeah. Um, Apple. Then you knew once once Sealy won, it was on. So I was over at the at Club Troy Lee there that they have in the pits after the races, and uh, Seeger's like, "You got to talk to my guy. You got to talk to my guy." I'm like, "He won the race. We're going to interview." Him. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what You're do like, you think? I'm not here for Travis Baker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know no, the music's cool. No offense, I'm not to, here to dance. No offense yeah. to Baker. Yeah. So um, so I interviewed him, and then uh, Seegrist, super agent for Cole Sealy, is there. And he's like, I'm going to Phoenix, man. I'll see you there. We'll hang out, man. We'll hang out in Phoenix, man. It'll be good to hang. And uh, he's like, I got a six-week-old kid at home, but I'm going to Phoenix, dude. dude. We got a championship to win. I got to be there. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Congratulations to you. And then his phone rang, and he's like, Oh, speaking of the six-month-old, six-week-old, here's my chick. My chick's calling. And then you know how on an iPhone you'll program in a photo, so when the person calls, a photo of them comes up. Yeah, I have it programmed so a basset hound comes up when my wife calls. Ooh. And he's got Sealy on it. Don't tell me he's got Sealy on it. No, <laughs> for his wife. <laughs> he he turns the phone to me and he said, "Look, she's calling." And the photo on the phone was a picture of a hot chick in a bikini, but the key element was the photo was only taken from the knees to the neck. It was full body <laughs> shot only. Babe, I gotta take this, man. It's my chick. See, see my chick. I gotta take this, baby. I love it's you. It's probably not his chick at all. Uh, I, you know, I have my doubt. You, you gave birth to a kid, but I'm just, hey, hold on, I need a photo of you. No, no, no I don't need your face. Don't worry about that. Never mind, I, I'm going to Google something here. Google images. I got it. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and somehow, somehow it got twisted to the fact that I didn't believe in Cole Sealy. Well, I get somehow. I don't, yeah, I don't know what that was. It, that might mean that he listened to these podcasts, which means he just heard that story. Um, but it's true. So, but um, in the afternoon, Davey and I went over there having lunch. And he was saying, hey, I can't believe your guy Mathis left Cole Seeley off of the list of favorites for this championship. And I was like, what list? We, yeah. never, did any, we never did a story like that. Yeah. We never did a poll, online poll. We never did a preview for the, like, I don't know what he's talking about. So the only thing we could surmise is smash cut back to the conversation you just had with Ping yeah. about Cole Seeley, Really? I, maybe he's talking about that? Yeah, that's just a classic example of things get twisted. Where I was saying, can he win a title? Like I'm not sure. And Ping's like telling me that he can. And all of a sudden it turns into I'm I hate Cole Seeley. That's just how it turns. It's it's just, it's that fast, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and that's the way it works. But um, so yeah. Let's put it this way: if you really had no belief, the question wouldn't even been asked. Like I think for a right. lot of people, wouldn't have even remembered to bring his name up. Like there was a there was yeah. respect for him to say, okay, let's run down the list of guys. Ping size him up. Like we didn't leave him off. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. I don't know. Again, how... no offense, but we didn't ask about Travis Baker's title chances, did we? We did not. No, we did not. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. there's a sign of respect to even ask the question. Uh, but anyways, um, man, uh, Dean Wilson, Ping, not good. Not good at all. Not good. Nope. Um, for you know the guy who was expected to. I mean, if he got many to come in and be the guy, if he got third. The way it went down wasn't that good, but hey, we'll take it. But with that crash late in the race after Tomac passed him, um, 
definitely not good. Yeah, he's uh, you know, not not like that's going to end his chances at this title, but yeah, of course not. No, um, he's going to have to ride better. You know, even Cole, as great as he rode, uh, Eli Tomac was the fastest guy on that track, hands down. So, yeah, went to the LCQ you know. and everything, but still pulled it through. And it's amazing because Wygant hates him. Wygant does not like Eli Tomac. I know. He's <laughs> I tried to put the hex on him. and yeah. Actually, I went over there and interviewed him after the race, and everybody was cool. So maybe maybe we're good now. I don't, I don't know what I did to get them mad. And I don't know what I did to fix it. Or maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> um, um, one what, of those deals where he's always cool. I think it was just the, the parents were mad at me, and I'm still not sure why. And then one of the um, – well, let's, let's cover Wilson first. Uh yeah, so Ping, I mean, it was a bad race, but like you said, he's not out of this thing by far, by any stretch. So he no, just has six to. Isn't isn't the end of the world, right? He just has to pick it up and and, and make it happen. Uh, and Tomac, he said he had arm pump. Um, he said he had arm pump. So what do you think? Is that you know, in this day and age, you're just used to the guys that are good are just good right from the start, and they don't get arm pump in round one. But yeah, is that a is that a valid uh, excuse? I mean, we said the track was weird, and it is the first round jitters. Is that valid? They're acceptable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, I think so. I think it's acceptable. Ping just yeah. said it was earlier, so I'll go. I'll go the, with the guy that has yeah. a few Supercross wins under his belt. Yep. Um, four. <laughs> don't cheat me one. He was commonly referred to as three. Okay. I, I'd like you to say four. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Four. Uh, what about what about starting line gate? What they 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 screwed it up again. Oh, the the <laughs> half a minute. Yeah, Eight holes. eleven seconds. Well, I'm, I'm standing there watching this chick run off as the board is, is at like you know twelve or something. I'm going, uh, what's going on? Like, what are they going to do? And everyone's up there. Was it? It was. I think it was Anderson or Davalos. I mean, they 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 didn't even get. They didn't even go drop go when the gate dropped. Had to be yeah, Anderson. Anderson. Like, I don't even know. It was so. like he just parked. Like yeah, and, and, and then, and then on TV, you know, the guy on the far right, who I think was a Moto Concept. No, it was a Moto Concepts guy. Uh, I don't know who it was, but they looked around and the gate dropped. They were looking yeah. at the camera. Oh, I they- saw several guys like <laughs> pull their heads up and kind of look around to figure out, hey, what's that, what's going to happen here? And then the gate dropped. Yeah. What yeah. a cluster. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've, they've got to start doing an IQ test or something. No, thirty-second more gals, don't they? No, somebody's telling her to to run off. She's no, not. Well, it can't be. A, I heard. Who, I heard from the AMA. This oh, is what happened. Here we go. They say the iron this fist the of Canfield. I've heard um, through. It's like third degree of separation here. I didn't talk to Canfield directly, but word from him filtered through. Uh, supposedly, she looked up at the sign and saw zero and thought, "I, I got to get out of here." But it was actually on one zero, and she didn't see the one. Okay. So then she turned it, the car it, sideways and secondarily. Okay. Well, in that, her defense, have you ever looked at a digital clock in the right light, and you just see the outlines of the two zeros, you know, or, yeah, or two eights, as it would would be. So yeah. maybe she looked up, and it looked like double zero. But well, but you got to somehow just, they've got to be giving her a cue. Someone should be yeah, at the true. gate, like no, cueing her. Okay. They are. No. The AMA guy tells her. The AMA guy points to her and tells her to move. She just well, has to look at the AMA guy. She doesn't have to look at the board. Now, she was on well, Twitter. Well, that- furthermore, the AMA guy said that's not true. He looks at the gate. So when she turned the card sideways early, he didn't even know it. So they held the gate just like they normally would. So it was a normal gate drop plus 10 seconds. Well, how does, how does no one tell her? Well, how is she supposed to know when to run off? Looking at the board, I guess. 
How's she looking at the board? She's holding it over her head. No, all night long they were doing that. They're, they're looking up at it. It's, it's no, the, yeah. the AMA guy. She looks at the AMA guy. The AMA guy says, "Hey, you need to put, turn the card sideways now." I think in the day and age where last year they brought in that digital thirty-second board. I guess they don't do that anymore. I would bet you that goes away for this weekend or changes because <laughs> you, you realize how big a deal this is for for let's let's say even Jason Anderson and I. I honestly don't know if this is the case, but your weekend can snowball so fast. Okay, so he's looking up, going, okay, I've been wide open for 15 seconds. My bike's about to explode. What the hell's going on? Boom, the gate drops. He struggles in his heat because he's coming from last. I don't know what he got. He made the main, obviously, but he has a crappy gate pick. Then he gets a crappy gate, you know, gate pick in the main, gets a bad start, has to work through again. That could have ruined his whole night. You know, that one stupid thing. So well, she was that's on, a big deal. She was on Twitter yesterday. Uh, going back and forth with me and Jimmy Button saying that she kind of blamed it on the AMA. Oh. Was it, uh, was it, uh, what's her name? Diane. Yeah, it was Miss Supercross. I didn't realize that, but it was Miss Supercross. I'm trying to scroll through my timeline here to, to see, but I don't see how she can look up and read the board. I've never seen her look up and read the board. I watched them doing it all night last night. I don't remember ever really doing that in the past either, but last night every one of them was doing it. And I'm thinking, man, that just looks weird. Like, how are you going to know? What if you look down at, I don't know, or if you wait too long? I don't know. It just seemed weird. Like, the AMA guy should have been standing somewhere, even in a doghouse, going, boom, pointing to her, you know? I don't know. Okay, you know what? No, actually, um, we have Boardgate. She says on Twitter to, at AMA starter. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, at AMA starter, who, yeah. who actually Twitters, I'm sure, under that handle. I can't believe I messed up the 30-second board. Ah, see you in Phoenix. Won't happen again. So she's admitting she didn't admit that to me, but now she's admitting that that she did indeed. Oh, she's, here's a tweet with her and Steve Cox. Imagine that. Oh God. Uh, oh geez. Probably has nothing to do with this. Uh, Don't open that bag of worms. Yeah. Uh, hold on here. That's generally the result. Reaction. Anyway, lots of dirt shark mansions and lots of dirt shark back and forth. Imagine she's. Do you think she's going to be in the video? What do you do? You think she'll be in? The, the video, the dirt track video. Just might be. Yeah, that's probably a good chance. Um, yeah, probably. All right, I don't, I don't see her. Uh, this is um, Boardgate. In here, but anyway, she looks like she admitted to at AMA starter. <laughs> of course, no doubt is probably you know Kevin Crowler or somebody like that from AMA. Um, but how she, many, uh, how many tweets and how many follow, how many uh, d- people does uh, at AMA starter follow? Sure, it's a very active account. <laughs> It's like the I'm gonna just open a fake account this afternoon for at AMA starter. You guys, um, you guys talk about Tyler Rattray. Let me look. Um, well, first I was gonna mention Anderson. Yeah. Oh God. Started dead last, beyond dead last. I mean, parked, having a smoke, drinking a beer, as the gate's dropping, and got seventh. That was a uh, yeah. That was, pretty that, was that. That result is not indicative of what he's capable of. That that guy's gonna be. Up near the front here, very very. Well, that's the point. I mean, to come from that far back to seventh is is pretty solid. Yep, um, and he he went through some good guys to get there. So he told me he's got his brain all organized this year. So okay, big difference. Uh, AMA starter, and like, and like I said, we. I mean, I, I think his whole night got screwed up from that, you know, from board gate on. I, I don't think he could kind of get in front of the curve again after that. You know what I like about Jason Anderson? And I've never met the guy. I like 44. I like that number. Looks really? good. Yeah, it looks good. 44 is a good number. I think that's really his choice. And that's um, just what he got. 
AMA starter uh, has 26 followers. Okay. And he's following All from yesterday. He's following me. And All starting yesterday. His name is Chad Bailey. Oh. Do we know that? Yeah, yeah, that is Chad Bailey. So that's real. That's really the guy. That is actually oh, that the name is of the Chad guy. Yeah. That is Chad Bailey. Yeah, that's his name. Wow. So is he the he AMA starter? He himself. Right. Uh, I'm going to put... Isn't it sad? What? You know, I'm not really anybody. I'm just known as AMA starter. <laughs> People never want to know about Chad. They just want to know about AMA starter. <laughs> I'm trapped by my profession. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> People got to realize there's more to me than just dropping a gate. I'm a human. I have feelings. I bleed like the rest of us. Where's your humanity, people? <laughs> oh, that'd be like uh, weeds you having a handle of just like typer. At typer. Yeah, I was trying to actually think of those jokes. Yeah, at racer, at, at racer X at, typer. At story writer. Yeah. Yeah, there's so story, much. Right? There's so much more to me. Um, uh, uh, Rattray, Rattray. Rattray, yeah. I mean, he, let's just move on, right? Because we no, nobody talks about him, anyways. So, hey, I'll tell you this: more so than Sealy winning, I, I'm impressed with Tyler Rattray. I, I didn't even. I I thought. I think I even said this in our little pre-deal. Yeah, he'll hit some podiums, but. Yeah. He's not gonna have the speed of those other guys. I, I actually, yeah, I was wrong. I, I actually was straight up wrong. I twittered during the race, and people made sure that they they got it back to me. I twittered two things on the race. I said one, Wilson's going to get Rattray any moment here. Um, oh. That was one of my tweets. Uh, another one of my tweets was, "There's no chance Eli Tomac pulls a good start in this LCQ from his gate position." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he whole shot the crap out of the LCQ. So people people love. Nobody ever tweets me back and says, uh, you know, on, on the stuff that I did that was right. But they damn sure make sure they know they <laughs> when I screw up. So uh, Wilson's going to get Rattray any moment here. So and Rattray was competitive. Like Sealy rode well and had a pretty good lead, and I think he was kind of managing it. You know, I think he yeah. if he really had to pour it on, he could have done more. But in the end, Rattray was not even that far behind. You know what I mean? He was close to to the leader's pace, which right. I. The reason we don't need to talk about him here is because I think we already, in our preseason show, I mean, we obviously went on and on about Rattray and how good his chances are. I mean, we've just Everybody was definitely. talking about Rattray. Everybody was talking about Rattray. Uh, hey, what about two things? Um, Martin Davalos. One thing oh, he- man. You know what's so funny? I was sitting in my – I was sitting up in the I, – I was sitting in this box above you guys, above the press box. Oh, sorry. Oh, Okay. Well, I'm friends with actually an AMA guy, so I get hooked up into this AMA box. I'm talking about AMA starter. AMA starter. AMA, it's AMA starter. No, me and at AMA starter. You're friends with are at, like so. No, DFF. You're friends with at Once press again. box. You're friends with at <laughs> press box. No, so so one of the guys, one of the, my buddies, is with me. He goes, man, what about Davalos, dude? He could win tonight. And I said, you won't see Martin Davalos anywhere in the main event. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> As he's Checking out with the heat race, you know, this looking so good. I'm like, trust me, he, he won't put 15 laps together. Yeah, he so, just won't. Like, he so doesn't. You weren't worried. You weren't worried. No, I, I wasn't even like, yeah. wow, huh, maybe he maybe he's turning around. I'm like, right, right. no, just watch. No, no I mean, well, I'm like texting. I'm like not even into it. I'm like, yeah, no, he won't be anywhere. To be fair to, to Martin, I think he had bike problems is what he explained. on the. Yeah, yeah, it was bike problems. But it just, yeah, it was just bike whatever. Problems. It always happens. Something happens. Yeah. Something happens. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another thing that was surprising, uh, Zach Osborne, third overall in uh, practice. And, and, and he, you know, he didn't get the good start in the main event that he wanted to. But, uh, you know, that starting, guy, that starting line gate uh, at AMA starter confused him also. But he was good, right? I mean, he, he told, was really good. He yeah. told me before the yeah. season, like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I want to get some top fives and maybe hit the box." I'm like, "You're drunk," you know, like, "You're not gonna come yeah, from." Well, the- what, when was the last year he rode here though for YOT? And he and he ended up hurting his wrist like at, at round two. Maybe it was two, even the opener. 2008, he said. Okay, 2008. So he was fast that year. Like I remember watching him going, "Man, that kid, he's on it. Like he's got it." And then he left, and everybody forgot about him, but. This is a kid. If, if any of these good teams need a fill-in guy, no, well, maybe he can't even no, do it. Yeah, no, he can't. He's only doing the first four. That's it, and he's already contracted for yep. Europe. Yeah, done yeah. deal. Yeah, done deal. But wait a minute. The way the GP schedule is set, you don't have to only race the first four. He could race them all, right? That's the whole point. No, I don't know. Right. I don't know how that works. You'd have to. You'd have to ask the Euros. You'd have to ask at a at Euro Racer. Um, right. <laughs> That supposedly that was the thing they set it up. You know, I think that was really a rocks and roll for last year. But right. that um, was an easy way for them to maybe not lose young riders. Let's let them race Supercross and GPS. Hey, and one of the I mean, it's going to cut your prep time, but well, no, he's doing the first four. Okay, so I don't know what else to tell you guys. I don't know how many times I can tell you that. All right, okay. Um, all right, all right. Well, I hope that he does well enough, and I think he's already impressed some people to where maybe yeah. next year they'll go, hey, what about what about that guy? Well, he was close. Uh, I'd love to see him come back. He was close to coming back this year, and I think. And I don't want to speak for him, but I believe if his team had enabled him to get out of his deal, he would be riding over here. He got he got a solid money offer from somebody at Loretta Lynn's, um, you know, uh, to to come back to America. So I I know he's looking, and I would I wouldn't be surprised to see him back here next year, especially now. Like you said, Ping, everybody's like, hey, shit, this guy can ride Supercross, you know? Um, yeah, he's legit. And one of the things about it, dude, is uh, Ping, are you going to Phoenix? Listen to his bike. Get down on the floor and listen to his bike. Dude, it's I good. Like a blender? No, it's good. Oh, yeah? His bike's good. Yeah. Um, what is it? Who, who, it's a, is it a Honda? No, it's a Yamaha. Huh. And, and you, you hear it out there, and I know he might be the only guy running a Karpovich exhaust. The thing is throaty. It's like, brap, brap, coming out of turns. Like, he gets on stuff. Coming out of turns, he gets on tables, no problem. His bike's good. So I'm not telling, saying that's why he was good. I mean, obviously he's a good rider, but yeah. well, the good thing about Zach too is is uh, he's he's good indoors and out. You know, there's not a lot of guys who can say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some guys are better suited to one or the other. He's equally good indoors and out. So yeah. be a great pickup for a good team over here. Yeah, his Twitter name could be at indoors and out. <laughs> um, uh, sure. Well, his Twitter name unfortunately is based on just having to. And the relentless assault of people thinking he's Jason Lawrence, so he's probably got an identity crisis <laughs> did, as it is. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see the pit board that they put up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Well, time. What did it say? I missed it. He actually he said he was getting bothered by fans a lot. The mechanic was too. He finally put up a Toyota pit board that said "Not J Law" out in front of his pits. <laughs> nice. And, and I got I went over and got Cubby to take a photo of it. I don't know if he actually got it or not, but. Um, it was classic. He said it was bad. He said it for real, Mathis. He's like, they're just yelling, where's J-Law? Where's J-Law? Hey, the same guy who I was who was going nuts about Duvalos earlier in, in practice goes, dude, J-Law's no. here. He's ripping, dude. No. Look at him right here. 338 <laughs> I'm all, where? Uh. I'm like, 
Oh, uh, I'm sure it fooled a lot of people. If you didn't follow yeah. Zach and, you know. But uh, J-Law's done, right? I mean, this is done. He's. I saw Subkovic uh, walk through the pit <clears throat> and just wanted to give just a, like a generic, like, hey, man, what's going on? Happy New Year. But he can't get through it. Like, he can't get past it. Like, hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, man, just, just, just not the way it was, man. What's, like, what's like not the way it was? Over it. Like, unless he has J-Law back there, he will never be the same. <laughs> Can't get past it. Like, I'm not even going to ask you where's J-Law. Like, I've moved on. I'm, yeah. like, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about J-Law here. That's two years ago. But, nope, that's the first thing on his mind. Yeah. Jeez. Well, he could be talking about the, the monster debacle. He could be talking about a lot of things. His whole motocross world seemed to unravel. <laughs> it's not the way it was. <laughs> The che- yeah. the no, he's, not, he's not even going to get into that. The I mean, checks aren't coming in. J-Law. I mean, yeah. when J-Law was there, what was the only thing he would talk to you about? Well, yeah, and you know, and then, of course, you know, when the AMA suspended J-Law or whatever, he was telling me that time that J-Law is selling tickets to the, you know, to the Outdoor National. That's what I mean. It, it, the first thing out of his mouth always was about J-Law, and somehow it still is. And by the way, Jimmy Dakotas was retweeting, like, a whole bunch of tweets last night. And one of them said, what do you think about Jason Lawrence? And he said, most naturally talented rider to ever throw a leg over a bike. And I'm like, come on, we're going this far now? We're going this far? Most naturally talented rider ever? These kids. These kids. Yeah, like, now it's become legend, like, beyond. Well, most naturally talented rider that Jimmy Dakotas can remember. He's, like, 14. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But, for, for example, more than James Stewart? More talented than James Stewart? Yeah. Uh, you know who I want to. You know who I want to talk about right now. Will Hahn. Let's let's do it. Ugly crash. It's ugly. I didn't he see looked it. ugly after the crash. What's ugly after the crash? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? He did all right. He looked. He he's going to do better than eighth place. Um, he had some serious speed. Well, he was right there with Rattray and Wilson, and again, they weren't too far behind Seeley, though I still think Seeley, again, had more if he needed it. But, I mean, he could have hey, second. You guys, you guys doubted Will Hahn in the previous show, too. No. And we, I was the one back in Willow. We never did. Lies. Go back and listen. It's you true. think Will Hahn can come in and win after being off? For da, 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 and I said, yeah, I totally think he can. Okay. Ah, I, go I, back and listen. Okay. Um, I did say. Yeah, I think I didn't know that Will Hunt had podium before, and apparently he'd podium many, many times, which was dumb of me. Not second to in the series two years ago. Again, right. uh, stop me if you heard this before. Time. Ryan Sipes, uh, great speed, showed a lot of speed, crashed. So <sighs> I know that could not, that may not um, fit in with what we know. But Musgrin was good, fourth place, solid fourth place uh, in the lights class. That was pretty good. Um, that was better than I thought. Like, I mean, I, I figured he would be pretty good, but there were times where he looked better than anyone else out there. I mean, he looked super smooth and had some good lines. Props to um, props to 42-year-old yeah. Chris uh 42-year-old Billy Linovich. <laughs> How old is he? Canadian, Canadian national champion Teddy Mayer. Former Canadian national. Um yeah. but uh, uh yeah, he was good. Teddy Mayer was probably the best placing rider with the least amount of support. You know what I mean? If you want to mm-hmm. do that deal, mm-hmm. he got 13th and uh everybody in front of him was on better bikes and better teams and you know. So uh, what? How old's Billy Linovich now? Uh, Ping? No, I was trying to figure it out. He's got to be like somewhere between thirty and thirty-two, thirty-three, maybe. Okay, so so the person who twittered me and said he's twenty-seven, 
there's no chance. No, you know, I think he might be right. Uh, I thought Leninovich and Stewart came up around the same time, believe it or not. His first season was 02. Well, so let's say he was 18 and 02. What would that make him? It would be 28. 28. 28. So maybe that's right. I think he and Stewart are very close. I mean, he might be a year or two older, but I don't think he's not. He's not 32 years old. No way. So, okay. Yeah, maybe his late he's, 20s. Okay. You so think the, that would make him the same age as Wyndham. <laughs> he wasn't racing <laughs> in like 1995. That's a good point. But may, yeah, was he eight? And if he was 16 when he made his pro debut in 02, he's even younger. Yeah, I think he might have been a little older than Stewart. You know the deal, like, you know, Stewart was yeah. as early as you could be in any class. I mean, Lunovich was a year older right. racing but, him, but that's about it. So but, wow, think, do you have any background of this of what made him come back or what his deal is at all? Yeah, well, he, um, you know, when he wrote for Geico, he was just, he was kind of going through a rough a rough time. Got uh, <clears throat> had a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. kind of got depressed, um, Maybe he was looking for some answers at the bottom of a bottle or two. <clears throat> don't we all? And then, uh, don't we all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just he got sick of it. He got sick of getting hurt, you know. I mean, he had just season after season after season of injury. So he, the girl he was dating, um, her dad ran some big construction thing, and he actually went to work for him for a long time, um, managing construction sites or something, and he just hated it. Hey, like, I go to work every day and just hate it. Before, before you get too far into it, um, isn't it just classic motocross? He's 27. He's experienced a lifetime of everything already. Do you know what I mean? Uh, everything that nor- <laughs> like normal people experience by the time they're 40. Billy has experienced everything in six years. Um, He's a, he had a midlife crisis at 22. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like the yeah. super, super fast kid making lots of money, struggling, looking for answers in the bottom of a bottle, getting a regular job. You know what I mean? And this is all like in this – Usually this happens in 20 years. For Billy, it happened in five. Yeah. All he needs is a divorce and, uh, you know, prostate yeah. cancer, and he's a two-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, Billy Linovich got prostate cancer, 27. Hit him, <laughs> hit him hard. Well, so anyway, he, he finally just was, like, unhappy doing that, so he started his own training company and went back to, you know, riding a little bit and right. training guys, and I think that's going okay for him, but, you know, yeah. he, he's not killing it. And then he, he just still rides so well. Um, this opportunity came up to ride for this team. And literally, it only happened, like, December. So, he, you know, it's not like he had a ton of time to prepare. But he was just like, well, you know, I figured, what the heck. So. The only, the only, it's a great story. And, uh, you know, he filled in for Factory Cowie there um, three years ago. Something like that. He filled he in for a test rider for yeah. a little while, wasn't he? he yeah, was and then he, then he raced some races, remember? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh it, the only bad thing about the story is that Billy, Billy, uh, it got 14th in the lights, and so he just made enough to uh, have a happy meal, and yeah. you know what I mean, like got his entry money back, maybe. Right, right, and so you'd like to see that being a little more successful. Like this isn't going to end like some Hollywood movie here, you know. So. Eating cancer at 27 and all that. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it could end up awesome, but. Um, with with two hundred dollars for fourteenth, it's not going to be, you know. Uh, but no, it's a cool story. This is, this is a story in itself. We remember remember the the Albertine potential story. Yeah, <laughs> or article we talked about. Oh, you yeah, guys! I won't do, even do, bring do, up. Do, do it, not it goes hand in hand. With do that, not like, even bring it up. Do not even bring no, it up. No, no way. Weege, if you'd like to, feel free. I'll just remain quiet. 
Nope, I like um, un- unlike Billy Lenovich, I like my job, so I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna get into it. I'm trying to keep myself gainfully employed. Um, yeah, just but- Greg Albertine had a story suggestion for us that we just there's no chance we could ever run it, but not not a, a fair point for Greg who's been around. He knows the knows the business, but we're not writing that story. It was a unique perspective, but <laughs> a story I won't write. Maybe give it to Steve Cox. I can see him writing something like that. Maybe we should pitch it to him. But I do wonder if Cox actually does like his job. It seems like he tries to get, you know, let go at times. So maybe that would be <laughs> his best bet. This could be his mission statement, like Jerry Fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets him. That gets him uh, lit on fire in the pits. <laughs> um, hey, Christian Craig pulled off. Ping, you said it was going to be a tough go for him. A tough, a tough year, sort of. Uh, you know, he just got back to injury, so bummer for him. Do you know anything more about that? Yeah, you know, he had the, the the broken scaffold is what he was waiting to heal up, and sometime during that main event he, he jammed it, you know, where it was starting to hurt again. So he pulled in, and um, he actually was supposed to have gone to a doctor yesterday. I didn't ever hear what the diagnosis was, but I, I would I would doubt that he <laughs> Dr. shows up to Phoenix. Is he going to go to Dr. J or Dr. Pepper? Dr. J or Dr. Pepper or <laughs> Dr. G. No, uh, he's, I think, an actual M.D., Orthopedic. Oh, okay. so. uh, some some call me the doctor of love. Mm. Some, really. Uh, yeah. That means more than one person. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, anything else? Do we have anything else? Are we Are we good? Anaheim one, come and gone. Phoenix now. Now we're rolling. Now we're going to all the series. Ping, what races are you going to? Do you, do you... Um, if I can drive there in less than five hours, I'll go. So Oakland is out. Oakland is out. Is Oakland after Phoenix? Mm, good question. No. Oakland. Dodger. Phoenix, Oakland? Dodger. Of course, Dodger. Oh, it does. It goes Phoenix, L.A., then Oakland. Yeah. God, I almost. I don't know. You know what? I won't drive to L.A. If I can't find a ride with somebody else, I won't go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I tell you, I just, well, that place is. Uh, one thing, one thing uh, that won't get you to LA is the Dodger dog. There's no motivation to get there to eat a Dodger dog, at all. Don't get in, don't get in an argument in the parking lot and get, you know, beat up to where you have permanent brain damage either. Well, that happens. Well, maybe there's somebody on Twitter like at car rides to, to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I just won't so do it, man. I, huh? It always reminds me, you know, you know uh, was it in vacation where Chevy Chase pulls over for directions and they're, like, stealing the hubcaps off his car? And, no, no, man, you're going to make a left and then a right. <laughs> yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was uh, vacation. So. Good times. Know. Good times on the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show. Anaheim 1 wrap-up. Uh, Jason Wygett, David Pingree, thank you guys. And, uh, yeah, well, same time, same place, probably next week. As always, happy anniversary, boys. guys! Happy anniversary! It's our first first year. Oh, what is what is year one? Paper, paper. You better get me something nice. Yeah. All right, I'll hand you nice a letterhead next week. I don't know. All right, see you guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.